Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Doyle Basham, MD. Co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Brandt Bernard. Where's Alex Weta? Uh, she's she not should in. Be coming in. I don't know why she's not in. To be yeah, honest, she should be in. It's not MLK it. Day. She's got no excuses. No excuse. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? What the hell, man? Is all I've got to say to you is, what the hell, man? Right? That's it. You tell horn you. toot. Exactly how I feel. You horn tootin', Buster. Let me just say that. I gotta go for a minute. Mom has to drop a deuce. <laughs> there you go. What? Oh, they're what doing fart sounds for you, honey. Mom's getting the fart sounds. I love it. All right. And in any case, are we coming? What are we doing? We're we're back. And everything is good. Or no, we're going we're, to a break. We have not done the ads yet. All right. I wanted to make sure because I was distracted a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. In any case, we will be right back after this. Timmy Lammers will join us. I would think. Yep. He's on. Excellent. Timmy Lammers with us next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. <laughs> By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Wee wee. What do you think of that? <clears throat> oh no. And any oh, so Alex got there. I'm here. I'm here. What the hell? What, what do you want? What, what do you I'm like? not. I'm not good at. It's been a while since I've had to time manage anything. She was unavoidably care. detained. <laughs> was unavoidably detained. Exactly. Okay, mom. Yeah, you've never <laughs> shown up late to the show before. I forgot. Ah, deflection. <laughs> No, I'm Ooh. just Well, no, don't. Okay, glass <laughs> well, houses no. and all that. <laughs> if somebody else said that, oh, that take isn't the late joke to the show. And move on. I will Jeff. never, I will never joke. take the joke. joke no, I will fight until I die. Don't you gonna fight your mother till you die, are you? Wow. Okay. Okay. Whatever you just say. Kidding. Fight mom until you die. I've come back daughter. from the depths of COVID fog. COVID fog. Are you all done with all of your symptoms? No, I'm not. I mean, I still... I have like 50% of my taste back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and my smell is still mostly gone. And I just have like this tiny bit of like gunk in my throat that will not go away. Ralph, is it true that that her smell is almost gone? What? <laughs> the smell that's of, it, it is. The smell is almost that's gone. From, that's, from, from, that's what Dan has said that joke so many times. Because I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, I can kind of smell. And he's like, you've been smelling a lot more than kind of. I'm like, you're hey. funny. Ralphie. <laughs> yes, sir. I got to tell you something. You I know, like I, I got a couple of friends that uh, run run the Sun Country Airlines. Right. right? 
apparently they know you and your wife uh, a little bit. They don't know you personally, but they know you. Did you know that you can get a flight from Minneapolis-St. Paul to Turks and Caicos for $169? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Ooh, direct, too. Buck sixty nine direct baby. Someone really? I know flew to Orlando a couple months ago for like under a hundred bucks. You can fly to you can fly to West Palm Beach for thirty two dollars. Yeah, well there you go. <laughs> no, it's because no yes. one wants to be on a plane right now for because there's a massive planes are all I was, very busy. Yeah, Fawn has a little kindergarten play on February third, and I was looking up flights for my mom to fly back, and then yeah. I'm flying down with the kids on the fifth. And I was like, oh, you could just take a direct Sun Country flight for $32. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yep. Asheville, yeah. North Carolina, from Minneapolis to Asheville, between April 21st and May 26th, $29. I know, it's amazing. To Asheville, North Carolina, direct flight. How can flight. they even fill the gas tank up? Honey, we got to go to Asheville. We love Asheville. Oh, well, I'm not going right now. No, we'll go over this? the Labor Day weekend or something. Oh, that's a while. Why right. not? Well, it's between April 21st and May 26th, isn't it? Or is it later than that? Well, what is what, Labor what Day is in... I mean, I'm like September Memorial. or something, No, you mean Memorial Day. Oh, Memorial okay. Day. Isn't that's, that like the 19th that's usually or something? Fawn's, no, it's, it's the weekend of Fawn's birthday, like always. That It's always 26th. that week. Yeah, like Does she around. want to go to Asheville, North Carolina for her birthday? <laughs> yeah, we could stay no, at the Biltmore to be She horrible. can't travel anywhere over Memorial Day weekend because that's like the last week of school is right after that. Oh. Well, that's Tim, not have you fair. ever been to Asheville, North Carolina? I have not. Asheville, Tennessee. Well, or Tennessee. No, I, think you said I can hear you. What? Oh, Timmy. Okay. Asheville, All I right. I didn't. I didn't get a response. I, I was going to say the airlines aren't losing money because they probably charge you a hundred bucks for a carrier. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <clears throat> that is the thing about. They make it up on negative. The... It's true because, like, Sun Country. I took a Sun Country <laughs> flight and it was thirty-two dollars each way. So it was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like seventy bucks for everything. But then nope. we had to pay for our seats. We had to pay. Well, I didn't have to pay. So but if the you friend have to pay for your seats, what are you buying with the ticket? You can sit in the very, very back. Oh, no. okay. and, and that's the safest place to be. That is technically yeah. true. The very back is the safest place. Safest place. The entire front and, of the plane acts as a crumple and, zone for you. And, and, and aside from the blue liquid smell, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say aside, sometimes aside, the smell. Aside from that. Easy to the bathroom, too. Mm -hmm. Up to the bathroom. And easy to, typically there's a kitchen in the back. You just grab you a snack back there. Yeah, because they're so willing so. with the snacks on <laughs> yeah, planes really. these days. It's like, can I have a water? <clears throat> no. For $30, you can. Yeah, or like, not right now. See? We're very busy. It's mm -hmm. all you need to know right there. It's all you need to know. So, Timmy Lammers. Um, yes, sir. I've been trying to watch movies lately, and Catherine will tell you I get about two thirds of the way through, and I just get up and leave. Movies really, are name, really name bad right them. now. What do we got? What do we watch? Is there any in particular high profile or whatever? There was something. Oh, well, we had that. We had the writer and the director on. We watched his movie. Yeah, no, we don't want to. It was Bruce Willis. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. Bruce you doesn't know, even make I, I an heard... effort anymore. No. No. Yeah, I, I heard you talking about that on the uh, KQ Morning Show, Tom. Um, you know, it, I, I think it's a couple things. Obviously, it's a paycheck for him. He right. doesn't try. Mm. 20 million. But I also think uh, the reason he's doing that is nobody, A-list-wise, wants to work with the guy anymore. No. Oh, really? Um, huh. Oh, God, yes. I mean, the, you know, there was a, a famous fallout between him and Sylvester Stallone when right, Stallone right. wanted him on uh, Expendables 3 or something like that. And Willis wanted oh, some ridiculous amount of money for three days' work. Um, but then recently, I, I had to bring it up just to get a laugh out of him, but I talked with Kevin Smith recently. Oh, and God. he had the worst time with Bruce Willis on uh, Cop Out. Um, and, oh, yeah. and, and Kevin Smith said, you know what, when it comes time to meet my maker and whether or not I get into heaven, all I need to do is mention that I work with Bruce Willis. And Okay, come on in. Come on in. <laughs> you you know, you've been in hell you already. Paid, you, paid, <laughs> you paid your dues. <laughs> because he was, he's just, oh, and you know, and he's been crabby all the way around. He's, oh, yeah. interviewers like crap. He he treats yep. everybody like crap. And again, it's just, to me, the whole, looking at the situation, the reason you see him in 
B-movie after B-movie after B-movie is that nobody wants to work with the guy anymore. And imagine and he, all the ass-kissing that goes on to get him into your B-movie. Oh I mean, God. he's he's the big shot that comes on set, and it's like everybody probably bows down to Bruce because he once was a big star. He's certainly not yeah. uh, a yep. star anymore. I mean, I'd be perfectly I, happy phoning in B-movies for $10 million a year. But I, I have a question about <laughs> that, that though. I mean, the guy was a huge star. He was, yep. And he's yeah. got just truckloads of money, I'm sure, unless yeah, he's even kissing it all away. No, but why not have some pride? Well, in, I think that's the problem is he has too much pride. Well, to show up and do a good job in a movie? I mean, I well, just it's, don't... It's, it's like it, that's you your see. brand. You know, it's that's like, all you got, your face and your abilities. Why not but he, but he at has, least give it a shot? But he has enough money. You know, it's... Yeah, why bother it's trying? It's weird, though, because... I will say another guy who seemed to go down that route um, was Nicolas Cage. And and the truth of the matter is, is that Nicolas Cage doesn't like formulaic blockbuster movies. Right. He would right. rather do independent movies. Now, sometimes the worst piece of shit from last year was uh, <laughs> Willoughby's Wonderland. I mean, it was a, a, oh, I heard a, it was a horrific movie. He didn't even, yeah, he didn't even have to say one line of dialogue in this movie. It was so horrendous. Yet at the same time, and I don't think you like this one, Tom, but you know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, it's a comeback movie for him, Pig, pig. where he's oh, the yeah. chef, the reclusive chef, right? Looking for a pig or something? Um, yeah, he pig. has this truffle hunting yeah. pig. Mm-hmm. That's what he steals <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. It's like John it's, Wick. It's with a, a strange pig. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange movie. But, um, you know, they, somehow the tastemakers out there say, hey, you know, this is this is art now again. This is this is this is the Nicolas Cage in his greatest form, you know, and all that. Da, da, da. So then all of a sudden they offer him big roles again. And, and all of a sudden he's going to be doing um, he's going to be playing Dracula, I think, in the Renfield movie. Dracula. So, you really? know, which is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's interesting how these guys filter in and out of view but i think honestly i believe nicholas cage i do believe that he would rather not deal with the studio bs bruce mm-hmm. again it's they don't want to deal with him i honestly right. believe that right. i just think that the only work he can get and rather easily because how many b-movie titles has he done in the last year i i would venture to guess at least a half dozen Seriously, yeah no question it's just it's ridiculous because you're not doing anything he just but shows up and he's probably at the Brando part of his career where they hold up cue cards for the guy. Yeah. Nicholas Cage though, he he went broke, right? He spent all his money. Yeah. So he has a reason well, to try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy, he is in and out of money so fast. You know, and his deal is too, he gets married, he gets divorced, he gets married, he gets divorced, yes. and yep. all that adds up really quickly. But um, you know, he also makes you know, foolish investments, some good investments like, you know, the Superman original comic book, et cetera. But apparently he makes foolish investments, too. I can't don't quote me on that. But, you no, know, but wait a second. Yeah. I wait. mean, I would imagine lifestyles are going to get you, too. And you got to you got to keep the paychecks coming in. Are you saying that buying 11 castles around the world is not a good idea? <laughs> he had 11 castles? Yeah, 11. I couldn't. I mean, I can understand five or six castles, but eleven is just too many. Over the top. That's way. Well, to Tim's point, Bruce Willis currently has six credits for films that are in post. Oh. There you go. So he and these uh, he has seven credits for 2022, the month or the year that has been half a month so far. What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, seven credits for this year. Even though it's existed for two weeks, what? He he's not in these Stanley Kubrick movies where they do a hundred takes. He's Bruce Willis. He comes mm-hmm. in, he does his one take. He's probably in and out the door in about a week. Probably, yeah. yeah. Right. He's like the Three Stooges. That's where they used to do their theirs. Yeah. They, you would come on, and if you were an extra and you didn't get your line, then you repeated your line off camera. I mean, you just one they, shot. That was it. And the they yard it in or something. And, they, they, and no, they didn't. Put, there was no. You, then your face was not on during that shot. Oh, it was just, so okay. they were just as slick as can be. They did they did their movies in one day. Oh gosh, well, the you know, Stooges. Ralph, it's funny. They were so pro- proficient at what they did is that 
when Shemp died, they didn't even bother getting anybody that looked like him. They just put on a wig and, <laughs> you know, to finish out the scenes. And, uh, yeah, that's, they, you know, so, yeah, they, but you know what, though? The difference with the Stooges is they were actually good. They were yes. funny at, at what <laughs> they, they were. <laughs> they were. Bruce Willis is funny, but in, in a non-intentional sort of way. It's a joke. That's at very true. Point. And he's still getting residuals off of uh, all of the holiday movies that he did. The Die Hard yeah. movies. <clears throat> yep. Yippee-ki-yay. Oh, I'm sure he's getting hundreds of thousands of dollars a week just on residuals. Well, this movie that Mom and I saw, you made $20 million for about a week's work. Mm-hmm. Why not, right? That much? How can they afford yes. him? I, I can't believe no that idea. they get. They must stick all of the budget. But even a low-budget movie, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Holy God. A lot of yeah. dough, man. Yeah, well, he's smart not to take the back end of it because he's not going to make it. There, those no. movies aren't going to make any money. <clears throat> okay, I want to ask you guys a question. It's a matter of these guys saying, hey, I worked with Bruce Willis, and hey, they have it on their resume. Probably, yeah. He's, yeah. You know. hmm. Okay, I want to run this by you guys to see. You know, I don't watch sports anymore. I haven't watched the Twins game in a long time. I haven't watched the Viking game in two years. I don't watch the NBA ever. I don't know anything about hockey, so I don't watch much hockey. But you want to know why I don't watch the NBA anymore? The most no. arrogant human beings I've ever met, the biggest pricks I've ever met in life, all played in the NBA. Oh, LeBron like James is an awful person. He's a terrible human being, but you want to hear the really bad part? There's a guy who owns part of the Golden State Warriors, uh, which is a, an NBA basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's one of the owners, and you know what he said to the world public? He said, nobody cares about Uyghur genocide. Well, oh, I mean, oh, is wow. he wrong, though? <laughs> well, we do. Uh, uh, the American public that? doesn't. Well, Nike, Nike doesn't. Yeah, exactly. They're perfectly Nike happy doesn't. buying Nike shoes and Chinese products. They don't care. Well, how, many times I, how many times do I have to say this? At any one time in the world, there are two or three genocides going on. Yep. No one cares. No one cares. And nobody cares. Technically no speaking, cares. the guy's not wrong. It just depends on why he's saying it. Is he saying it because he doesn't care, or is he making a point? Well, why would... Oh, here we go. When the NBA says we stand for justice, don't forget there are those who sell their soul for money and business, like At Chamath, the owner of the Warriors, who says nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. When genocides happen, it is people like this that let it happen. Shame on him. So I don't know what that means, but apparently What's he doesn't care that people Christian are being Genoa? murdered. Chemith? Hmm. Isn't, isn't there a growing Genoa. presence of the NBA and popularity of the NBA in China? In, in China, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's no why they let it happen, though. Is because but see, here's what I don't understand. Almost all of the NBA players are black. Not all of them, but most of them are. They don't care about genocide and slavery? Well, no. I, I no one cares about anything unless it's happening to them. And if they're still making money off the other side, it's, mm-hmm. this is all about money, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. Seems like everything is. No one actually <laughs> cares about atrocities. They just care about things, bad things happening to them. Yeah, I think you're right about but that. They care about atrocities. They don't care about genocide. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. But There's a lot of atrocities that people have never even heard of. That's right. I, I guess that's true. And I don't know what numbers you have to get to oh, before. Oh, yeah. He said, uh, I think it's nice that you really care. The rest of us don't care. So, oh, yeah, he's. Uh, oh. I'm surprised that's not the quote that they went with because that sounds a lot worse. That's a lot worse. So, You're right. You know, you of talk all about things I care about, about, it's below my line. Oh, God. This cancel culture. Why isn't a guy like this canceled? Because you know, that, it's amazing to me how people en masse can turn a blind eye to something like that. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. Because cancel culture is uninformed. Well, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, well, that's very true. I mean, lynch mobs Un- rarely are a bunch of uh, intellectuals. No. Yeah, well, they I'd, have to go, I'd have to go with you on that one. They're not like, huh, my rationality tells me I must destroy this person. Exactly. It's exactly it, isn't it? I think the, the absolute, so and I've said this, and I'll say it again. The, and the, I think the news media is complicit in this whole cancel culture BS because they have become so incredibly lazy 
Yep. News reporters now, you all correct. they need to do to make a story is, well, Twitter says, like it's this uh, omnipresent body. <laughs> I guess right. maybe it is. But they grab they grab a tweet. And it doesn't matter that that Twitter <clears throat> person has 12 followers. It's just that they can grab it and stick it in a story and, and make a story. It, it, it is such laziness. I guess if I yep. were ever in the position of running a newsroom again, I would say... No, none of this quick grabs off of social media to make a story. Get your ass out there and report. But that's that's really so. So the, the media is complicit. It's all about, oh, what's going on in social media today? You know? Yep. It is pretty amazing. I it just I mean, that's a heartbreaker. The guy literally said, I don't give a rat's ass that people are being slaughtered. It's, that's amazing. Uh, when did he say it? The, uh, today or yesterday, apparently. Oh, I got to come back to bite him in the ass. It's and by the way, his body back. language is incredibly arrogant. He's sitting back in his chair like, eh, whether you care, I don't care if you care or not. Mm. He's just really, you know, that body pose you wouldn't want to I don't care what you think. He's doing that. He's doing that body, body pose. What One of these guys that shakes your hand and looks the other way while he's shaking your hand. Yeah, or looks over One your shoulder to the next person he wants to talk to. Mm-hmm. Indeed. There you go. There you go. Now, I should say that I met Al Jefferson and Hugh. What was Hugh's last name? He lived in our neighborhood, and they both were very pleasant people. So there are some decent people in the NBA. It's just most of them are arrogant, raging assholes. Mm-hmm. They just are incredibly arrogant people. So what are you going to do? Such is life. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? That's what I want to know. Ah, uh, what the hell? I just so I, I want to run. We only got a couple of minutes left in this first segment, so I want to ask you guys a question because some things came out again this morning uh, about uh, you know the FBI said that the, the attack on the synagogue was not anti-Semitic, and of course it was, and now they admit that it was. Why they would have ever said that it wasn't before? I thought the FBI served all political parties and all religions and all people, not just the ones that agree with you. I think you'd be wrong. Yeah, I don't know where you got that idea. I'd be be absolutely (laughs) wrong. I think you're wrong. I would be absolutely wrong. I just never thought we'd get to the point where we're just like every other country now. It used to be America for one and one for America, and it was a wonderful place. And, you know, we, we, because of people like Abraham Lincoln, no matter what you think of Abraham Lincoln, whether you think he did enough or not, he did something which is a hell of a lot more than anybody else did for slaver, for slaves. So, I mean, we improved. Uh, but seriously, now it's just we don't, not, we don't care who dies in China. We don't care who does business with China. I'll still buy their tennis shoes. <coughs> we do business with the, the pukes all over the world because nobody cares about anything but money. Money is all they care about now. Well, and here's no. the irony of that. Um, you know, again, social media, you know what's going on everywhere now right. in, a, in a heartbeat, yep. you know, and, and this stuff is exposed probably more than it's ever been exposed. Yet at the same time, nothing is done about it. Well, the, the problem is that back before social media, if you heard about something like a genocide or some sort of war crime, it stood out because it was like the one that you've heard of. But now you're suddenly exposed to the world at large, and you find out that every country is constantly war criming every other country. Yeah. And it's just difficult to care because it's how do I care about eight billion people, all of who are war criminals? The only time we really care about a genocide or war criminals, things like that, is when is when we is when we dig up the mass graves. That seems to get everybody. Yeah. Got, yeah, yeah we're true. digging. Oh, we got four thousand dead people all mixed up here. Women and children and men. Yeah, we. Yep. Here's what we got here, and that's and and that's the only thing that people raise an eyebrow to. No emotional responses. They don't care about. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't register rationally. It's it's all emotional responses. Well, world didn't care about World War Two genocide. Didn't care about it until. Oh well, geez, look at all these ovens filled with half burnt yeah. bodies. Not look at until. all these half buried. They, oh look at all. Oh well, oh, we got a problem here. It's been terrible. Really. Let me. Let me put it this way. I'm sitting here next to a woman I've been in love with for 41 years. We've been married for, four, for what, 36, 37 years. It's coming up. Um, I love my son. I love my daughter. I love our grandkids. Uh, you know, all the rest of this whole deal. Alex, last night, <clears throat> we yeah. went to dinner with some friends. Okay? Okay. 
And we went to, they, they've never been there and they just loved it. They thought it was terrific. On the way out, Claudio, it was at Stressa, we went to. Claudio comes over and goes, Remember to tell Alex that I've added cheese tortellini with the gorgonzola. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That's nice. He, he brought back a dish just for when Alex comes uh, comes down to Florida. Well, we've been going to stress over 20 complain, years. I don't want to complain, but it was actually gnocchi. So. Well, he can put it on gnocchi, too. That's Yikes. fine. Totally. This is I don't want to complain, but I will. I don't want to complain, but the guy changed his menu just for me alone. But I'm going to complain anyway. No, he'll put it on. He said he'll put it on whatever pasta you want. I've never asked him to change anything. I can eat the the menu. But I'm not. Okay. The point is that he did it just for you. It was very, very special. It is very, very sweet. And I'm excited to eat whatever it is. I will eat, happy to eat whatever it is that he will give me. Aren't you in quite the mood? I just said your I'll be happy to eat whatever he gives me, and I'm yeah, quite the done. mood. Okay, I'm staying out of it. Okay, we do have to take a break here, but no, Claudio—he's a great guy. We've known him for 25 years, actually, Andy. You believe that? 25 years. We've 25. Really? No. Yeah. That can't be right. No, nah, yeah. 20. It's actually 23 and a half to 24. It's almost 25 years. Because mm. <coughs> Alex was nine years old, and how old are you now, Alex? Thirty-two. I will be thirty-three in almost in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, two, two weeks, weeks from tomorrow. 33. So it is twenty-four years because you were nine years old when you met Claudia. Mm. We have to take a break. We were right back. Timmy Lammers is with us. Timmy Lammers probably hates Italian food because he's such a hun yuck. What do you think, Tim? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, with one of those. Uh, DNA test, I found out I'm 10% Italian, so... Oh, oh, so, you go. Italian. so you're good to go. You'd love this place. Let's send him a pasta maker. <laughs> there, there you go. go. we got to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes with the family. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. Tom here, and I really love my pillow. And now they're offering my pillow towels, 100% USA cotton. You get two bath, two hand, and two washcloths, 60-day money-back guarantee. And right now, my pillow towels, originally priced $109.99, now a flash sale, $39.99 with promo code KQRS. This amazing deal is yours by going to the radio listener specials at MyPillow.com. Enter promo code KQRS. That's MyPillow.com, promo code KQRS. So, Tim and Ralph, I have a question for you. Please. Yes, sir. So, if a guy, let's say, 1,300 miles from your house that owns an Italian restaurant changes his menu just for one young woman in Minnesota, do you think she should be a spoiled brat about it? 
I was trying to be a spoiled brat about it. <laughs> God, unbelievable. I was trying to be a spoiled brat. I was. He was very, very excited that, that, that you find that out, Alex. He was all excited about that. He's very excited now, to see about, you. He ordered the cheese, so I'm thinking he's going to recreate. Gorgonzola. Well, he had something with a gorgonzola sauce already. He did. Yeah, yeah he had a But meat. he's ordering some other cheese, which might have gone in the... Gnocchi, I don't know. Yeah, he had a meat tortellini with gorgonzola on it. He did. On the menu. But now he's got the Alex. The The Alex Alex is back on the menu. Special. I'm excited. Oh, we watched watched a documentary about uh, Beyond Meat. Oh, my God. Beyond Impossible is the name of it. Whoa. That's amazing. Yeah. What about it? What about it? I got to hear about this. It is nowhere near as good for you as eating meat. Well, what they said was... Okay. Well, this guy who did the did the did the documentary, he tried to talk to all of these pro-vegan people that are they're showing up in Congress, at right. World Health Organizations, they're showing up all over the place. One guy is like, "We're going to be done with meat by 2035. My mission in life is to make sure there's never a cow again." Um and then cow, they started talking never about cow eaten again. Eaten, <laughs> yep. No, no dairy, no cows, no cows. He just wants to rid cows. the world Ooh. of all cows. Yeah, we got yeah that's what he said. And um, what is interesting no. about it, which I thought was just an absolute proven point, according to this guy, and I can't think of his name, Torch. Tortoni. Tortoni. Tortori, something like that. I'll uh, look it up. Okay. Tortellini. Um, Torch. Tortellini. <laughs> yes, Tortellini. That's his yeah. name. Tortellini Gorgonzola. Um, he said that cows, in America anyway, that everybody's like, oh, we're using up all the water for all the cows. And he's, he said, no. 98% of cows in America use rainwater as their right. water supply. And then they pee it out, and then it goes down into the pastures. And also, they are grazing on land that cannot be farmed. So they're, they're out eating weeds, and, and their food sources are not something that and we would use anything. for farming. Yeah, so it's, it's not, it's, it's, this is just land that's just barren and rocky, and no one's going to use it, apparently. Vinny yeah. Tortorich, by the way. Yeah, hey, hey, a 10% Italian Timmy, it's Vinny Tortorich. <laughs> and then he talked about um, Russian to me. the fact that all this methane stuff about cows is not true in America, but it is true in India, where Duh. they have million, I mean, 800 million. I mean, a mind boggling amount of, of cows. Well. And they, they live a very long time because nobody nobody eats the cows. They just get to live a right. long and happy life. And, and now they're, they're farting and being fed and if you do in a very a cow, small country. If you do eat a cow, you can get lynched. Mm. Really? Lynch it. Oh, yeah. They think, oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, the Hindus do not eat the cows. Mm-mm. Sacred no. animal. Mm-hmm. But... Muslims do, and if they are, and if there's any suggestion of that, now they can eat uh, water buffalo, things like that. But if there's any suggestion, no, there's been lynchings, and uh, you oh know they've, they've they've killed a bunch of couple, a few people over there just be over this misunderstanding, of course. But that, it, yeah. It's, yeah, so. and and how this Beyond Meat stuff is really um, a highly processed food that no. doesn't have very much fit, uh, nutrition in it. That's pretty much junk food. It's not plant based though. I mean, it's how much? It's plant based, but it but has, they I don't think it. it don't, I don't think it has any vegetables in it. It's, it's all green. It's basically just like a bean, a, like pressed beans. Oh. Basically. Yeah, beans no. and peas. Yeah. yeah. Is it beans and peas? Yeah, I think so. What? Oh, and we that just, was the other thing well, about the pea protein. Impossible is way less. Impossible is very different from Beyond. Than Beyond, yeah. Impossible is made of heme. Yeah. Which is a protein. That they heme, sh- it is, yes. a lot of what? Uh, Bacteria. Of plants. I think. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Impossible products. Well, um, why don't we just eat um, the vegetables? I don't, that's I, the thing I don't get. It's like, I, if you it's, don't eat meat, do you really, want to it's just weird the fact that people need to, like, make a fake meat and then eat it. Well, the point of Impossible, as far as, because I listen to, uh, there's a podcast called, called How I Built This, and it's all about, like, well-known companies and how they started. And mm-hmm. the, uh, I listen to the Beyond Meat one. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're not trying to 
like, um, our product isn't really for vegetarians that are like, oh, I want to be a vegetarian because of X, Y, Z, and like, it, their products aren't for people like me. I mean, I do eat Beyond products because it's at so many restaurants now, right. and <clears throat> I used is, yeah. to not. They're not bad. No, they're not bad at all, and like, I used to not have very many options when I would go to certain restaurants, like bar mm. and grill places and yeah. stuff like that. It was like, here's this crappy Caesar salad mm-hmm. a lot of the time, or like a kid's cheese pizza, and that was what I could eat after so many years and now almost every single even just like out in the outer suburbs has a beyond or impossible burger on their menu Mm -hmm. which is really nice to have that option for me but it's not something that is like i was fine without it because i when i ate at home and there were other veggie burger options which were made of like quinoa and vegetables and stuff like that because i don't care if a burger tastes like i don't care if my veggie burger tastes like a meat burger Beyond is trying to, and Impossible, assuming, um, is trying to make vegetarianism, veganism more accessible for people that like meat. They're making non-meat products for people that are like, I want like a real burger that tastes like a burger. and But then it's like, and that's the reason that they can't give up meat is because they're just like, well, I could never really give up meat because I love meat so much. So they're trying to make a vegan option of meat. Mm. That's like the whole, that's their So this, is a, this is a religion. <clears throat> yeah, that's what they called it, is a religion, yeah. It's just, it, it's, it sounds a little Theranos-ish. Yeah, yep. A little little Theranos-ish where, Theranos. they, you, know, mm-hmm. the, you know, that the, the fake lab thing, you know, <laughs> she was just convicted. And, you know, it's just, you know, it sounds... I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense because when I want a vegan burger, I want that, and I want that smashed bean kind of stuff with the cilantro in it, and a little cumin in it. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't want some fake meat thing. If I want meat, I'll eat meat. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. people who sense. are like, oh, I can't not eat meat, they're not going to be satisfied with a Beyond Burger. Believe me. Because Beyond <laughs> Burgers are nothing like meat. They're, impossible is, I impossible will say. Impossible here is close. Is... As far as somebody, I mean, I haven't had a regular burger in a very long time, but I um, find myself being like, I, I'll order one sometimes and I can't finish it because the it's like too nasty. Yeah, no, but it's like the texture because oh, when know. you don't eat, eat when you the... don't when you don't eat meat for I haven't had I stopped eating red meat when I was nine years old and. So when I haven't had that, I, and I'm not a texture person with food, with like other things. You know how some people are like, oh, I can't stand t- certain textures of foods. But since I haven't had it since I was nine, having something so similar to it, I'm like, oh, I'm not used to this like texture, and it's kind of weird. Well, I don't, I don't. Why are you ordering it? That makes no sense to me. Why would you ever order? That thing, I would, I wouldn't even think of ordering it because, <clears throat> because it, sometimes it, as a vegetarian, it's like you your only meat? option. You want to eat. I don't want to eat meat, but sometimes when I'm at a restaurant, that's my only option. Eat the French fries. I'm not just going to have a meal of French fries. That's not. I'd be Heresy. starving. Heresy. No, you wouldn't. Starving. You're not French fries. You got to eat more French fries. I, then I'd be sick. Well, I, I don't know. It's like I don't want to just eat a re- giant I, I, basket I, of French fries at a, a restaurant. Now they're rolling it out. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken has their green thing. The same thing. It's like oh, some yeah. impossible chicken okay. thing. Or, I don't know, yeah, like yeah, fake yeah. chicken, fake o chicken. It. it I would if I'm gonna being a vegan is one of the best things that you can do because I think that she's a wonderful diet, and I'm being being completely honest because it's a wonderful diet, getting protein and certain nutrients you have to be very careful with, but I think it's a wonderful choice for people, but it's not for everybody, and I'm telling you the people that are eating burgers ain't gonna stop being eating burgers exactly because I'm not gonna stop start, stop eating goat, or lamb, or chicken, or fish. Or a thousand of the things just because they got some fake thing. Well, and that's the thing. I it's like to me, I'm like, yes, I've been a vegetarian for most of my life, and for me, I just am like, I don't want to eat animals because it's weird to me. You shouldn't. And so I don't. But I don't think everybody else should be a vegetarian. Like that's not. A lot of people do though. That's the I know. Problem. And that's the thing that where it's like all these people that are just like everyone's gonna be vegan by this mm-hmm. time because we're gonna create such amazing alternatives. It's like well, there. I mean, obviously there is a market for all of the fake meat stuff because sure. all of 
every restaurant has, and even like all the fast food places have, like Burger King has a Beyond Meat or yep. a <clears throat> Impossible, Impossible Burger, Whopper, yep. and they have. I think McDonald's has one now, and so it's like obviously there's a market for it, which it's like that's good if that's what you want to do, but it's not something that it's like everyone. And the thing about like the documentary that you watched, Dad and Mom, mm-hmm. yes, I have just decided to never watch a documentary again. I don't trust for any the rest documentary of my life because you can watch one documentary that is like eating salmon is the greatest thing in the entire world for your body and your brain and here are 15 studies to support this and then they'll find 35 people to talk about how incredible salmon is for you and all of this data to back it up and then you can go back on Netflix the next day and then there's a documentary about how salmon is going to mm-hmm. give you cancer and glaucoma <laughs> and, here's, and here's 15 studies to show and then there's 37 people to talk about how horrible salmon is for you because it's like you can find a study and a person to support anything this is true anything so and like documentaries have the intention to make you think what well, they are saying but, is correct so, i think you're right but the you, if you can find the funding you'll find out why the documentary was made right bringo yeah yeah cuz they were talking about the whole beyond meat and all that stuff with the pea protein that this huge corporation that has funded all of these so-called studies that weren't Richard. actual studies. And John, what's his name? They, the guy that makes all the big movies. Yeah. He's got his own company. Yeah, he bought John. he bought the giant uh, pea protein manufacturing plant. Right. And yep. and tons of farmland that makes mm. pea protein. And, and that's that's all fine, but in the world situation. You're not going to get rid of meat. No. And the reason you're not going to get rid of meat is because most of those animals eat stuff that you won't or can't eat. Chickens eat all your garbage. Pigs eat all your garbage. And God knows what goats eat. They'll eat anything <laughs> to the ground. Goats will they truly will. They eat anything to the ground. And, and it's free. It, this is free food. It, you are not putting anything into it. A little bit, and they'll drink. They'll run around drinking. They'll drink that brown water that's laying in the in a puddle someplace. They don't care yeah, what they they're, drink. They're nature's garbage um, disposals. Yeah. They are, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a three-beat here, so let me finish, okay? Because it's very important that I get this out. It's all I have to say. Okay. The problem that I have is that all the stuff that's supposed to make the world better is making it worse right now. That would include windmills, which killing tons and tons of birds and does very little to deliver any electricity. You've got, um, we'll get to the cows in a second here. Uh, you've got uh, electric cars, which pollute more than gasoline cars right now. Now, they say it'll get better, but we'll, we don't know if it ever will. And on the three beat, India has taken in tons of cows to make sure that they're not killed by people. They want to make sure they keep the cows safe. I'm looking at the Washington Post right now, and there's an article in the Washington Post, and it says there's a picture of cows walking through this water, and there's all this foam on the water. And I thought, what's that all about? It says beneath the picture, do not use this image. This image is for one-time use with AMP stories only. Cows walk through the polluted Yamuna River in the Indian capital of New Delhi on March 22, 2018. These cows die because they walk through this polluted water, but they're keeping the cows safe. Oh, I thought we had problems with Lake Erie at the time and the, what river went on fire. This is, this is nothing. Oh, God. This Have you ever seen is... pictures of the Ganges, the sacred river? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Literal corpses floating down it. Yep. Yeah. Well, but, it, but as soon as the corpse touches the river, it's clean, so you can drink from the water that has corpses in it. <laughs> Yeah. If, you, if, you're, if you're poor and you can't afford good wood to burn the body up, you, some of it some of, some of it gets in the bo- gets in the Ganges. Well, they float you're, down the Ganges because it's like a purifying ritual kind of thing. It's, there's a religious reason they do it, but that still means that there's a dead body in the water that you are now drinking from. Okay, now here's what I'm hoping. But the three three things I just said. Hopefully, they can find some kind of generation from the wind that they can actually use to make our lives better. Hopefully. They can invent cars, and, and Andy and I talked about this, and they, the, if they use the proper batteries instead of the ones they're using now, it'll be much better. Well, the problem um, is there is no proper battery at the moment. No, There will not. be eventually, but there is no good solution. Well, it's the same with wind power. There's no good solution for storing no. this energy. Nope. So, and the three beat on that would be when they come up with something that doesn't kill all the cows <clears throat> like polluted water in India, 
I want to be happy about all those things. I don't care if you want it, if you have a wind generator. I don't care if you. I've had two electric cars. I loved my electric cars, but they had little little things wrong with them that I couldn't. You know, the 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 bricking that did uh, happen with the Tesla. I couldn't drive a car that might stop in the middle of the freeway and you can't move it. Oh, that's bad. And by the same token, I like Impossible Burgers, Beyond Burgers, whatever that stuff. I like that stuff. I got no problem with it. It's just I wish they'd stop lying by saying it's all better than the current thing because it's not. They're not as good yet. Maybe they'll be better someday, but right now they're not even as good as the stuff we have now. That's all I'm saying. Do the Impossible Burgers, you know, with all the crushed beans and uh, legumes in it, they give you gas? No. It's mostly pea protein. Yeah, so. it's mo- yeah. Beyond burgers are mostly pea protein. But so that guy's the beans all are the just like for the texture, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but legumes are legumes. They can all give you some, give you the gas problem. That is true. I would think so. I, it's never happened what's, to me. Yeah. What's the guy's name that made uh, the Titanic? What, what's it? James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that owns yes. the pea farms. Oh, okay. Yeah, James Cameron mm. bought them all apparently. Got it. So he can make even more money by making horseshit movies and making terrible hamburgers. Um, Titanic is a you know, treasure. You know what, though, Tommy? I've <laughs> talked with him a couple times. He is. He couldn't meet a nicer guy. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. Well, see, that is. That is good to hear. <laughs> you know, he's not arrogant. He does have a reputation for being a, a taskmaster on set. Right. I, you know, right. I get that. But, you know, like anything, it's like Tom Cruise yelling because his deal is shut down because of the people not wearing masks or whatever i mean there's a lot of money at stake so but yeah, yeah. i mean you know he, he, he i was i didn't know what to expect and it, it's been well since he made avatar i talked to him for yeah. two different two different times for avatar and uh yeah i was very impressed with the guy he mean very, very genuine what good. Oh, i wouldn't want to work for him <laughs> no i guess not that's what i hear so in the he, same situation he, he he owns the what does he own now? Pea farms, all the pea farms that uh, all the crops that are grown in his farm goes to make go to make Impossible or Beyond Burgers or whatever whatever it is. I think they all use pea protein, don't they? No, Impossible uses heme. 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 Oh, that's right. They use heme. That's right. James Cameron owns the company Verdient Foods. Yep, that's it. Yes. Verdient. Yep, that's it. Well, there's a lot of a lot of pea farmers up in Canada. They ain't gonna buy them all, so I'm gonna no. have plenty of peas to eat for a split pea soup. <laughs> I will have. So <laughs> well, many there peas. you go. Well, Look, I know again, of a remote farm in Lincolnshire where Canada. Mrs. Buckley lives. Every summer, peas grow there. In July. What do you mean by in July? Remember, he starts arguing with the guy about the word in. Mm-hmm. Orson Welles is arguing with the director about the word in. That makes sense. <laughs> Well, you can't begin okay. a there's sentence with the word though. in, so... Yeah, but there's another guy that, as a director, as a filmmaker, complete control. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, oh, yeah. there's no question that they're megalomaniacs is what they are. Orson yeah. Welles definitely was, look yes. what they Well, look what he produced. I mean, look at, the, look at his body of work. It's incredible. Don't bring up his body. That's mean. <laughs> that's shaming. Getting stuck yeah, in the hallway. Yeah, Stuck in the hallway at Buzzy's recording studio in Los Angeles when Tommy's coming the wrong direction. Actually, I was going the right direction. He just couldn't turn around. That was the problem. That's true, by the way. He, he was so big that he, we were in a hallway, and he had to turn around, and he couldn't. Uh, so, and God bless him. I mean, want to eat, eat yourself to death, I guess. It's up to you to eat yourself your to death. Choice. Well, that's, that's the thing with all this stuff. It's like, can people just make their choices for their life right. and no. not right. need to no, be felt forced to do, you know, just like with anything? To do what? I agree. To do, Everything. it's like you have to eat this vegan burger because it's ho- better for right. the world. And if you right. don't, you're and, a horrible and, person. And, that, and, and that's, th- these sort of issues have become religions for yes, people. Yes. Yes. Whether, yeah, it's, no whether it's the electric car people, whether mm-hmm. it's the vegan people. I mean, she goes on, the yeah. abortion people or non-abortion people. This is their religion. And yep, that's what they, they've substituted uh, other belief systems with these belief systems. Oh, do you believe? Yep. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Yep. Are you a believer? Do you believe in global change yeah. and climate change? Do you, you believe? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and if you're not, then you're a heretic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and it's and true. That's exactly what's going on. And and it's 
then that's what you can't get more divisive than religion. That is true. How many yeah. how many wars? How many genocides? Yeah. How many right. have been based on religion? Well, well, yeah, I, I speculate. Well, Enter the Uyghurs. As America has become more secularized, people Jude's are very upset because somebody knocked on the door. People are no. looking for other things to fervently believe in. They don't yeah. believe in God anymore. So now they have right. to believe in, you know, the government or they have to believe in climate change or whatever. Um, and, I mean, ultimately, religion is probably easier to fake. So it might not be a good thing that this shift is happening. Because, like, you know, if a Christian, a Christian is just going to say, okay, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Yep. Okay, well, then we're pretty much good. You know, Ireland notwithstanding. But, uh, right, right. You know, when it comes to things like what's going on right now it's like oh you have to get the vaccine or else you're not allowed to come near my family you have yeah. to drive this specific kind of car or you're dead to me it's right it takes a lot more effort and a lot more uh, risk than just you know paying lip service to the same religion as someone you know it's funny you guys bring that up because i've been talking to darkness dave about maybe doing an hour a week on the paranormal because i believe the paranormal has gotten so huge because people have lost god it's definitely a huge part. Well, I mean, if you think, I think about it, it's a huge it, part of it. it almost yeah. all of these paranormal things involve finding a way to prove that the afterlife exists. That's exactly when what you, I'm saying. If you're That's religious religion. and you really believe, then you yep. don't need a way because you already know I'm going to go to heaven or maybe I'm yep. going to go to hell. Who knows? But the afterlife exists for sure. But when you're secular, you don't know. So you're looking yep. desperately for some proof that once Either you way. die, that's not the end. I mean, I think people would rather go to Sheol than just stop existing entirely. Right, so exactly. they're looking for that. They, they'd rather be a ghost trapped in a house or whatever. They just want something. Well, I'll give you an example of the, the reason that I came to that uh, conclusion, because I really don't want to sit here and realize that maybe, you know, 30 years from now, I will never see your mother, you or your sister again. I don't want to think about that. So if I have the paranormal or God or whatever, exactly. then at least I got a shot. Well, if you all the way back to recorded human history and even farther, mankind's primary concern after survival is proving that the afterlife exists yep, or thinking true. about what happens after you die. Because every society in the world independently created some explanation for what happens yep. after you die. It's just human nature to want and, and more. That's right. That's one of the basic human needs mm -hmm. is to survive to reproduce and to have some sort of belief system to try to explain some when sort people of universal die. meaning that yeah there goes go. beyond you live you die the end yeah and they we also like to have to royalty well yes humans need royalty oh they do absolutely all right we got to take a break timmy you're the best in the business we appreciate it pally and go go find the afterlife <laughs> Don't prove it exists. So Actually, I will. I, I do want to talk about the series Afterlife. Mike Bryan and I were talking about. Oh, it I morning, heard it's fantastic. Fact. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that on the uh, KQ Morning Show on Thursday. And everybody have a great week. Thanks, Timmy. See ya. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in the second hour. Kristen Burt, we're going to annoy her for 45, 50 <laughs> minutes. It's going to be wonderful with the family.